Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I, I feel sort of like very amped up because this is like something that I've looked forward to for, you know, a year. But um, I also feel like a little like I'm about to cry. Madeline Thompson is 28 years old and an associate producer on this podcast. She got her first dose of the vaccine two weeks ago. Now, she was eligible because of her body mass index, which frankly brought up a lot of complicated emotions for her. So Madeline recorded some of what was going through her head as she went to her vaccine appointment in New York City. I don't even really own up to being fat in my everyday life, um, as if it were really like something that wasn't visible. But like, it feels like I'm gonna show up and admit to committing a crime or cheating. Now for starters, the evidence is clear that there is a connection between COVID-19 outcomes and weight. Studies have shown that coronavirus death rates are higher in countries with higher rates of obesity, and that while having a higher BMI did not increase the chances of contracting COVID-19, it was linked to a greater risk of becoming seriously ill from the disease. But at the same time, no one's weight or body shape is ever a complete picture of who they are and absolutely no one should be judged for it. So today, I'm gonna hand things over to Madeline to talk about her very personal experience getting vaccinated and also navigating the complicated relationship between weight and health. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Okay, um, getting ready for my vaccine appointment. Um, trying to figure out what to wear, which, um, you know, I kind of want to dress up because this is a celebratory occasion, but I feel so conflicted about it that I'm not really sure, like, I don't feel very celebratory just because I qualify because I'm fat, you know, the, my whole life I've been taught that's my fault, you know? So should I, do I deserve because of something I did to myself, right? Two weeks ago, I had no idea I might qualify to get a coronavirus vaccine. And then my roommate mentioned New York had opened eligibility in February to people with a body mass index of 30 or higher. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention classifies this as obese. I weighed myself for the first time in years and wasn't surprised to find I qualified. I booked an appointment fairly quickly after that. I knew if I gave myself too much time to think, I wouldn't do it. Let's use a new mask for this occasion. Okay. Good to go. 
I've spent most of my life avoiding scales and struggling with body image. So voluntarily showing up somewhere to publicly admit to being fat is almost unthinkable. I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. But fat phobia has plagued me for 20 years. And for once, it seemed to be offering me an advantage. Finally, my weight was getting me something I desperately wanted— a measure of peace and security after a devastating pandemic year. So I showed up to the hospital, gave my name, and got in line. They gave me a checklist with information about how the process would work. It says, um, after signing in, we will record your weight and provide you with the necessary forms. So, really looking forward to that. As if stepping on a scale wasn't emotionally loaded enough, I had to do it in a waiting room full of people. To be fair, they weighed everyone, but I could almost see the ghost of my teenage self running, screaming for the door. At the window, a woman asked for my insurance and an emergency contact. She also asked why I was eligible, which was another moment I'd been dreading. I said, my BMI. And then a question I wasn't prepared for— Did you bring a doctor's note? I didn't know what to say. I had actually looked this up before my appointment, and the nyc.gov vaccination page says explicitly that you do not need to bring proof of an underlying condition. So I told the woman I was sorry, but no, I hadn't brought a doctor's note. She did tell me to bring one to my second vaccine appointment. I've since reached out to NYC Health and Hospitals, and a press person told me that as long as I self-certify that I'm eligible, which I did, I don't have to do that. My inner voices kicked into overdrive. Did she think I was lying? Had she asked everyone else for a doctor's note? Was everyone in the waiting room looking at me? Did they think I was lying? You just weighed me. Put my height and weight into Google, and you'll see that I qualify. But I didn't say any of that. Instead, I said, okay, sorry. At last, I was ushered into a vaccine pod, feeling shaky and a little sweaty from anxiety. A very sweet nurse put a needle in my arm, and then I had to sit for 15 minutes to make sure I didn't have any adverse effects. And then it was over. All right. Back out in the world. Halfway to... Stronger immunity, which is pretty incredible. I don't think I've ever said the word fat so much in a single day to as many people as I've said it to. It's just a word I've never wanted near me, but I don't know. It's today has felt like like my fat debut. Unfortunately, my feelings of guilt and shame didn't end with the rush of vaccine through my veins. That's the result of a lifetime in a body classified as a problem to be fixed. A body I've tried very hard at times to hide and change. A body that, especially because of this pandemic, I've been told to fear. Right at the very beginning, and in fact in the UK, it was very fast. Within a few weeks, uh, we started to see the first studies being published that linked poor COVID outcomes with obesity. Dr. Natasha Larmy is a general practitioner in the UK working to end weight stigma in medicine. 
And all that that showed was that there were more obese people suffering with sort of serious COVID than there were non-obese people. And I am never going to deny that that is an issue because the facts speak for themselves. The problem is that people then went on to assume that it was the obesity that was causing these poor COVID outcomes. And there's really very little, if any, evidence to suggest that. That is, if you look at obesity alone and not other social determinants of health. And Dr. Alarmi has noticed that studies about weight and the coronavirus often leave out those factors, like poverty, education, access to health care, and even weight stigma itself, which can result in delayed or misguided treatment for fat people and can cause people to avoid the doctor altogether. So I think that we have to be very clear that whilst... Um, there is definitely, no question, more people who are obese dying from COVID than there are people who aren't obese. We don't know why that is. Um, so when it comes to the vaccination, it makes sense that the medical profession or that the health profession at large would say, look, we don't know why it is, but they're still vulnerable. So let's protect them. Let's vaccinate them. And I 100% agree with it. Larmy has struggled with her own weight for much of her life. She advocates for body positivity and acceptance on social media, where she goes by at Fat Doctor UK. She follows the principles of the Health at Every Size movement, which supports people of any size in practicing healthy behaviors. It's influenced by the knowledge that factors like race, gender, disability, and genetics all have huge impacts on our weight. While I was talking to her, I kept thinking about what it would have been like to have a doctor like Larmy as a teenager, who knew what I was struggling with and didn't blame me for it. I kept wishing that the first time a doctor told me I had a high BMI, they had also explained that this metric was first used in the 1800s for population studies. It doesn't actually measure excess fat or account for body shape, weight distribution, or muscle mass. My issue with even the, the concept of, of obesity is that I do not believe personally, I do not believe it's a medical condition. And here's why. If I want to diagnose diabetes, I look at your blood sugar, your HbA1c, and there's a cutoff. If I want to diagnose gallstones, I give you an ultrasound scan. If I want to diagnose um, uh, cancer, we have to do a biopsy and look at it underneath you know, a microscope. If I want to diagnose obesity, the only way right now to diagnose it is to use the body mass index. It was never intended to be used as an individual assessment. Dr. Larmy's opinion makes me feel both better and worse. Let me explain. The affirmation that my BMI doesn't define me or even tell my complete story is empowering. But teaching myself that I deserve a full and beautiful life despite being fat is a battle I'm not sure I'll ever completely win. Fat phobia is real and persistent, and it has come from even my closest loved ones. Suddenly, I qualify for something I really want because of a controversial metric. Does showing up to the vaccine appointment mean that I agree to be judged by questionable standards? Does it mean I accept the reason so many people would consider me to be defective? And if that's the case, would it be morally better not to get vaccinated? I presented this anxiety to Arielle Marie, a cultural strategist who has written about and advocated for body positivity. I think that I'm able to hold two truths at the same time. And those two truths are 
I want access to a vaccine that is proven to keep people safe, safer. And the other truth is that I don't agree with the system that has told me that my body is a risk and I don't prioritize their um, understanding of fatness over my own. Even though their understanding of fatness grants me access to the vaccine. Arielle Marie asked that I omit their last name to mitigate online harassment. They have, unfortunately, learned a lot about dealing with the healthcare system from personal experience. Like the time they went to the doctor because they were in a lot of pain. The doctor refused to investigate the cause of their pain further until they lost weight. The doctor bluntly said it would be expensive and a waste of his time. I was overwhelmed with the sudden realization that a doctor was choosing not to take care of me because he didn't see value in investing in my health. And it's because he made the assumption that I was not invested in my health. And he made that assumption because of the size of my body. Since then, Arielle Marie is their own strongest advocate in the doctor's office. They've actually started going into medical appointments by telling the provider they know they're fat and to please skip the monologue. Arielle Marie says it both eliminates time spent on a topic they're not at the doctor to address and helps them gauge how a provider is going to treat them. This attitude seemed so bold to me at first. I'm just not sure I could make myself bring up my weight without prompting. But all Arielle Marie is doing is setting terms they believe will result in better care. That is something they have a right to. Just like I have a right to get a vaccine I qualify for. Same as anybody else. Feel no shame and feel no fear in um, getting into line (laughs) for the vaccine because we're not jumping line. (laughs) We're not not jumping ahead of of someone else, quote unquote, more worthy. We are standing at the spot that someone told us to be in because of our body size. And we can stand in line and move to the front um, and get the vaccine and then go back into our communities where we're loved and taken care of um, to be reminded of our inherent value and our inherent worthiness um, and hopefully live really long lives uh, COVID-free to continue doing the work of loving ourselves and other fat folks. Look, I'm not going to tell you what to do or not do. Qualifying for a coronavirus vaccine has made me think harder than ever about my relationship with my body. It has brought up decades-old feelings of shame and unworthiness that I've spent just as long trying to get over. But I also think it's brought me to the brink of something more powerful than body positivity, something the writer Sonia Renee Taylor calls radical self-love. It means not just accepting yourself the way you are, but loving and being grateful for it. I've lived in a bigger body for most of my life, so I know that's a whole lot harder than it sounds. But if I've learned anything in the last two weeks, it's that the journey to self-love is worth it for my health. Madeline, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your perspective. I know you're not alone in this. And I just want to say, as a doctor... I strongly encourage everyone who is eligible for any reason to get vaccinated because it's a good thing 
for all of us. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.